0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC.
1: Then there was also a John Neighbors lookalike in the stands last night. I don't know if you guys saw any pictures on social media. This guy shaved his chest hair into like a bikini top. It was real, real gross, just as much as you would think. But the dude looked just like John Neighbors for the most part. Are we sure it wasn't him? I'm positive because I got a picture of them together. (laughs) and so and i actually talked to the guy so oddly enough chris peterson seats this kid sitting like four rows behind us and so i went up and shot the bolden for a second then i got a picture with him and uh it was pretty funny. The stands were hopping last night. It was so great. I guess John's got a role model to measure up to later on in life. <laughs> well, that guy might be a bigger super fan. But here's the only thing this guy lost his man card, guys, uh, as Phil Elson joins. Are you us. kidding
0: me with all that chest hair? No. That's
1: all, bu- that's all about a man card. He was shotgunning White Claws in the stands. <laughs> I know I've never
0: they're... seen anything like it in my life. How do you shotgun a White Claw? I don't know. That's but I watched lot him of do it. Oh. Yeah. Might it's as well a, shotgun a vodka tonic, right? Well, if you can get one,
1: sure. I guess that sounds good. Who, hey, listen, buddy. If they win this thing, hey, I'm not going to rule anything out. Uh, don't make plans for Sunday night just yet. No, I won't, but uh, I, first things first.
2: I have a question for you two guys since you were there. Can you please tell us where Chris Lanzilli's ball landed because the camera guys on ESPN still haven't found it?
0: Well, that's because the, that's because the, the uh, left fielder for Auburn – Bubba and I were having a lot of fun with him. You could tell in the first few innings yesterday. That kid that poor kid had no clue no. where the ball would have been. He didn't he couldn't even see the batter. And Bubba's describing ways that, that, that an outfielder is able to, to move his body into a certain angle so that the sun doesn't affect him that much. But yeah, he thought he was gonna go back and catch the ball like in left center field. The ball went all the way down the left field line. I think it I mean it just went to the left and above. I'm sorry, just to the right and above the fair pole, and yeah, Where's it looked that? like it pre- came pretty close to one of the one of the concession stands in left field. Where's a fair, you know fair pole? It's the big yellow pole that Never delineates what's fair it. and foul. And when the ball hits it, it's fair. That's why it's a fair pole. You're gonna make me do this.
1: Again. I hope Bubba shows up.
0: Anyway, well, regardless, it was a bomb, and it's interesting.
1: It measured officially the exact same distance that Elko's bomb the other night against arkansas measured 416
0: yeah well it went right down the line elko's went kind of straight away to left field yeah and man i mean when Lanzilli sitting slider he got it boom and uh, it's good to see him he's been driving in a lot of runs uh in the postseason and that was that was the thing he didn't actually drive in a lot of runs in conference games um in fact i think he's got more in the postseason than he had in all of the 30 sec games Hmm. So uh, he's he's exactly right now what you wanted out of Chris Lanzelli.
1: For a couple of stat geeks out there, 45 wins for Arkansas now. It's the fifth year in a row they've done it, the only team in America that's done it five years in a row. And I saw this on Twitter, per Phil Elson, Arkansas with two outs, continuing to get the job done, Phil. I'll let you spill the yeah. beans. Well, I
0: don't remember exactly what the numbers were. Was it well It's eight, right here. Oh, eight for 18 with two is. outs. Oh, he did. He even gives me credit on the rundown here. That's nice.
1: And ten runs with two outs—that's nuts, according
0: to Phil Elson. That is, is it? that is nuts. Ten runs with two outs, man. You'd be you'd be happy to get that over a weekend in a, in a conference, you know, series. That was terrific. And they've been a really good two out scoring team um, all postseason. I, uh, I counted up. I think it was in Stillwater, twenty-two two out runs. I mean, it's that's insane. It's ripping a, an opponent's heart out. When yeah, they think they're about to get out of it, and then all of a sudden, it's not just one or two; it's three or four runs.
1: Yeah, that's like giving up six fourth downs in a row. I mean, it's yeah. just miserable. That's exactly what it is. It's like third down conversions in football. Two out runs. Yeah, and uh, and then the snowball thing. I don't know if you you heard. You probably didn't because you weren't you were running around getting stuff. But uh, I talked to him after the game. I went down to the locker room and visited with him for a little bit. And he, he met he, you in the locker room. Well, just outside the locker. Room. Oh. He said. Uh, he said he has never had a five-hit game before. Ever. Interesting. I was like, little league, high school, no, five, never had a five-hit game before. That would stand out to somebody, right? How yeah. about King Midas Van Horn? Everything he touches turns to gold. What a great move for the lineup swap last well, night. Just,
0: I mean, really look at look at the two guys that that were our stars of the game in the post game. Were were two guys that were kind of afterthoughts for a good while there. Yeah. Stovall. People kept wondering, like, what they didn't get. You know what's special about Stovall, and it just took a little bit of time. Dave's right. There was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, expected of him immediately. And I mean, we've seen true freshmen just explode on the scene before, like Heston Kerstad, How about you stick like him, Casey right, Martin? You stick him at the top of the lineup right out of the gate. And I mean, right. no pressure, fella. Right. Well, that's right. I mean, that kind of you know, it, it it helped it right there by putting him at the top. But right now, man, I mean, he is a line drive hitter. There's nothing cheap about his hits, and he's a smart hitter too. He's a good kid. Yeah, I like him a lot, and he's a cornerstone of the program for the next couple of years. He's
1: a mature interview too, which I love. You know, for a guy that's a freshman, he seems like an upperclassman. I mean, he's very impressive in the field, and he's also impressive, in, you know, on the microphone. So today, let's turn our attention quickly to Ole Miss, and you know, I got something from the A and M game yesterday. They won five to one. They send their sophomore out there. We got. You know, roughed up a little bit in his first outing here, pitching on three days rest, and he goes out and pitches really well yesterday. So that gives me hope about whatever's going to happen with Connor Nolan, whether it's tonight or tomorrow. Let's start with Arkansas. And Dave said, you know, could be Smith, could be Nolan, could be a number of guys.
0: What's your expectation? I mean, in, the, uh, in my head, I feel like they'd want to throw Connor Nolan, uh, but it'll be a matter of is four is four days enough? Because really, I mean, he'll he'll have almost the equivalent of four days. Uh, of rest it's really like three and a half is that enough for for someone who is who only threw however many pitches it was on saturday 79 nothing really high stress except for one at bat against the stanford center fielder it's amazing like that was one batter and that was 10 of the 79 pitches he threw um and and you look back at last year right so kevin cops pitched on the saturday against nc state i forget how many innings it was but it was over 40 pitches and then he is asked to start the next day, and you know what happened. I mean, he threw the equivalent of a full start. He went into the ninth inning. So, I mean, and the answer you got about why, wh- how, why did you ask Kevin to start is that he wanted the ball, he's a big, strong kid, and, th- and there's something in the way that he throws that doesn't affect his arm the way that a lot of other pitchers. That might be the difference in, like, not asking Connor to pitch today. Uh, And and the other aspect, too, is, you you know, the second pitcher that Dave mentioned there was was Hagen Smith. He has been a starting pitcher for you this year, and he's been good at times. Um, He was good against Ole Miss, if I remember correctly. Six innings pitched, three runs given given up. Yeah. I I take that tonight. He could be a good matchup against them, um, depending on who they throw and and how Arkansas responds. I mean, they need to score some runs. You, you, You can't just put up three or four in this game and really expect to win. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Hagan Smith because yeah. he's generated some confidence in how he's looked out of the pen. He's really fresh, isn't pitched here, and I don't think they would like to have him not pitch in the College World Series. Phil
1: Olsen joining us in the zone here from DJ's Duggar. We're going to take a break in a second. Um, so three-and-a-half days rest versus four-and-a-half days rest for Connor Nolan. Yeah. Does it make a difference? Probably so. In uh, your history with, you know, Travs and, and Hogs over the years?
0: Uh, I, you don't – I mean – Professional starting pitchers usually are going on four days rest. It's normal for them. That's the next step up for Connor is to pitch professionally, in which he'll be—if he's starting—he'll be on that kind of rest. Um, But they're also not intense. They're not the—you know—they're not college World Series games. It's not. There's something about stress. There's something about stressful pitches. Uh, Not necessarily just the number of pitches. It's the amount of stress that you're dealing with, And, and and that's one of the reasons why, like Saturday's game, was not stressful for him. They started to blow it out in the fifth inning, and he just rolled from there. So, I'm not sure which way to go. You know, I mean, obviously Dave likes throwing left-handers against Ole Miss. That's why through Morris. So there's you know one vote for Higgins Smith. I think that's sure your answer, answer right there, Phil. Probably. I mean, really. I mean, if that's if that's what it comes down to, maybe so. It meant and so then much, you, and then, yeah. And then that they going to pitch him. When you win tonight, then you get a, a, a more rested Connor Nolan because I think he would pitch tomorrow if yeah, there is it tomorrow for sure. Josh Gaddis has been announced by Ole Miss as
1: their starter. He's a lefty, three and one, four four ERA. Uh I don't know what the Wes, have you looked it up what, what Gaddis did against Arkansas first time?
2: I have not. I, they're gonna try they want three innings from him. That's basically yeah, what the reporters their, said.
0: This is their bullpen day. This is their Johnny bullpen day where they're gonna try to pass the baton along the way that Arkansas was gonna try to pass the baton uh the first game against the rebels. You know, and that would leave them ready to go with Dylan Delucia, their ace tomorrow if necessary. So in that case, it would be a matchup of uh, the two aces. That would be fun. But you got to get there.
1: Uh, I'll look into Gaddis's numbers here. We'll take a break. We are here at DJ's dugout in Omaha. A man, Phil Elson, hanging out as he's been doing all week. I appreciate that. We're gonna have to get you uh, a stipend or at least a steak dinner at some point along the way. Is oh, it, I'll take is the steak pancake? dinner here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, And I don't know if I'm – I don't want to speak out of school, but uh, I'm excited to announce that we're going to be having an opportunity to hang out a little bit more soon. You got that right. Planning on heading back to the Rock. Phil Elson back in central Arkansas soon. So your role with with the Hogs won't change, but you're going to be a little closer to us. So I I can either take you out here, but if it doesn't work out because we're doing games the whole time. That's right. We'll do it when we get back in Little
0: Rock. Well, sooner or later, the Razorbacks and UCA may meet in a sport that we're covering. Uh, otherwise, I get to hang out with my man, Stebo, who I've known since I did the Travs. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've, 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 lived in, I've lived in Arkansas. It's crazy, Justin. I've lived in Arkansas almost 22 years now. And the first 14 years with the Travs and, and, and with UALR and Henderson State and now with Ar- with the Razorbacks. But I've lived in Little Rock most of the time, like 19 years living in Little Rock. And I'm going to head back. I love it. It's not that I don't like northwest Arkansas. I do. Fayetteville is a lovely place to live. Um it's just I think my heart's a little more in uh, in Little Rock. My kids live there. That's exactly right. Well, that's where we want you. Uh,
1: Gaddis, by the way, quickly two and a third, two hits allowed, so not a very long outing. And they lost that game, but it wasn't his fault. He didn't pitch poorly, and they didn't score a run off of him. So. Their pen's
0: been really good. I mean, before before Peyton Stovall hit that rocket uh, the other day, their their bullpen had only allowed one unearned run in the entire postseason, and they've been really good. They are good.
1: We're gonna hit a break. It's 10:32 here at DJ's dugout in Omaha. Phil Elson. We'll see you later. You can hang out. Whatever you want to do, bud. Shoot, I was able to get my my uh, my computer cord. I'm all set up. Okay. More with Phil Elson coming up as well. Uh, I do want to thank again our great sponsors of our coverage here: Homer's Ace Hardware, Cupid Smith Ford, Edwards Food Giant. They're also sponsoring uh, the boys' trip over to see Elvis tomorrow night at. Uh, at uh, the uh, theater in in uh, Little Rock, and Lion Legal Services, Slim Chickens, and Jones and Son Fine Jewelry, Riverdale. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what is that theater? What is that theater? Yeah, Riverdale. So I think there are still a few seats available. Information at 1037thebuzz.com, or you can go to the Riverdale 10 website, and there were a few seats as part of that uh, extravaganza. It's Thursday night at 7 o'clock, and apparently there is a an extended version of this Elvis movie. It's a four-hour extravaganza we have more details of that coming up in the entertainment report but uh we we'll back talk a little more baseball and if you want to get in six six one one zero three seven. 1037 a a&m fans are in the house trying to stay alive just like the hogs are tonight and they play of course this afternoon against oklahoma uh i knew after yesterday's game i was told i was going to start today and today just laying around the hotel room just trying to get my mind right and knew i need to step up for my team so we can get to tomorrow man a few words joined by a man a few words last night on the podium with Dave Van Horn that was Will McIntyre and he let his pitching do the talking last night the Bryant native was fantastic and Michael Turner was pretty dang good too behind the plate and at the plate very impressive had a big night um and so we're going to hear from him in just a second but uh you know, Phil. Obviously, the battery last night was really, really good, and it was great to get a, you know, big, you know, starting performance. Phil Elson joining us here. If you're just tuning in, um, we got a little bit here from Michael Turner about what he felt like. McIntyre did well, and the success they enjoyed last night. So let's hear from him, then I'll get your reaction to what you saw last night from the battery for Arkansas.
2: Everything, uh, Basketball, curveball, cutter, changeup, and all for strikes. So. Whenever you got a four-pitch mix like that and you're throwing them all for strikes, it's a pretty good game plan. Uh, he just works hard, man. Uh, he didn't get that many opportunities early on, and he waited for his time, and when he got it, he shined. And he's taken advantage of every opportunity he gets. And if you go out and throw strikes for us and go deep in the game, it has been huge for us. So uh, we hope he can continue to do that.
1: We didn't have the clip of it, but the first thing out of McIntyre's mouth last night was praising turner for calling pitches well last night yeah and i thought that was so great to see
0: don't think just throw that's it right that's and, right me. and will's a smart kid too so being smart is trusting trusting the pitches that your uh your your catcher is calling for you i like watching will pitch a lot because he pitches just like connor nolan does keeps batters off balance you know he, he he has he has a bit the ability to 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 keep the slider low uh he competes he works hard um, I, 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 I started to think a little bit about McIntyre and I have to be careful about this a little bit in like the context of Ke- of Kevin cops, not in, not in that he's going to win a golden spikes word or anything like that. It's that he was a bit of a forgotten pitcher. Yeah. You know, much more a forgotten pitcher than Kevin was because cops, you know, as was a freshman was, was out there and started the, the, the regional final against Missouri state uh, he was injured throughout the 2018 season. And that's what I mean. He was kind of forgotten because he had the, the redshirt year. And then everybody forgot about him coming into 2021 because he had such a rough 2020. And Will McIntyre, <clears throat> I thought about that. I remember running running into Kevin a few times in the 2018 season when he was rehabbing. And the team was playing so well. And it was a lot of fun. And, 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 and he just had a great attitude about it and just tried to work hard through it. Uh, I felt like Will... You know, was a bit of the same way last year. You'd forget he was on the team because he was redshirting, and they were having this great season. But you'd see him there sometimes, mm-hmm. and you know, and and thinking, well, maybe maybe he'll transfer out. I don't know. Is there going to be a spot for him here? The fact that the 20th pitcher of that appeared in a game this year, because you give your guys opportunities early in a season. You know, the guys that maybe you think have a chance. There are a lot of other pitchers that got a chance. Before McIntyre, that aren't even on the team anymore. <laughs> and now Will is, has, you know, helped save the season for the point right now. And, I mean, he's a weekend starter next year. I mean, he's, re- he's taken such a giant leap forward. And I, I imagine he can even improve upon what he does right now.
1: Ledbetter also closed it out last night. So yeah. we had the Brian bookends last night. Which That's was, fun. It was neat to see. He's been in two no-pressure situations, basically. One game that was out of hand. And then last night where Arkansas was not really threatened. But... All that being said, he pitched well both days.
0: He did. And, he, you know, I mean, that's good for him. And he, he was another kid that got an opportunity before Will did. He was the first midweek starter, um, Austin Ledbetter. And I think he'll have an opportunity <clears throat> next year, too. It's tough to pitch as a freshman uh, for Arkansas, really. Um, a lot of times you get the opportunity, and if you if, if you don't do well the first time, it's going to be a while until you get back back out there again. And 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 I think that's why you know like Mac the story with Will and now he you know he advocated for himself said I'm not getting a shot I feel like I I'm not getting an opportunity so then they give him the opportunity and it was wasn't against a good team it was against UAPB but he could have just crumbled right there in front of them but they didn't care who the opponent was they watched what they they watched the action on the pitches the demeanor the way he competed that was his opportunity to become an important pitcher, but it was also a, a risk because some, if he didn't pitch well that day, he wouldn't have thrown again. But he pitched well, and here he is.
2: Phil, we all were uh, amazed and giving Dave Van Horn props for flip-flopping Brady Slavens and Peyton Stovall. I went back and looked uh Slavens went 2 for 5 and 2 for 5 against North Carolina in the in the super regional and then you know he he, he did well uh, against Stanford in the first game. He uh was 2 for 4 in that game. But in the old Miss game, um when they lost, he was oh for 4. You know, coach said he hadn't been swinging the bat real well. It just to me that just shows you that keen eye, I guess. And, and then what we don't see maybe in the cages or some, you know, it's just a small little struggle. Uh, an 0 for 4, even though Slavens was hitting well before that, he switches it, and it pays off with five hits in the first run of the game. I, I mean, yeah. that just to me just shows again Dave Van Horn knows so much more about baseball than uh, he's forgotten more about baseball than we'll ever know.
0: Well, there's two aspects to that. One, um, y- y- you, can't, you can't have a guy that's that red hot hitting eighth necessarily. I mean, you can, but... It makes a lot of sense to move him up to get him a couple more opportunities potentially, and you want a lefty in that spot because you're hitting a righty leadoff in Braden Webb. So, yeah, that's the logical option to do. Uh, and the other thing is, Slavens has been hitting well in the postseason against non-SEC teams, and it's not a matter of, like the caliber of pitching. I feel like it's the it's the familiarity. That some of the SEC pitchers and the coaches have with Slavens and how to pitch to him, um, and 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 that there can be sometimes um, difficulty for Brady to adjust. And I think that might have also played into it a little bit. Um, you know, he didn't have a great series against Ole Miss. Uh, his numbers in the SEC were not terrific either. So th- that might have something to do with it.
2: Braden Webb is six for 16 in the College World Series. That gives you a great one-two punch, and we saw it last night starting off the game. Uh, when you got that at the top of the lineup, man, that just that opens things up, and, and they took advantage last night you know, with Caden Wallace behind it and then Turner and Lenzilli and, and more. You know? That was a powerful punch, and all of a sudden with that one-two punch, that can get you off to a quick start.
0: Braden has seen two fastballs to lead off games here in Omaha and he has a triple and a double off of them how much you want to bet he's not getting a first pitch fastball to start today's game he, he's actually a pretty dynamic player um we forget he was really highly highly touted coming out of uh, of junior college I think it was Grayson where he played uh and there was a there was an injury there was the 2020 shutdown last year was sort of a throwaway year for Webb and and right now I think he's exactly what what Dave Van Horn thought when he was going to come and play here He's an interesting guy moving forward because he's really fast. He's got pop. He's got a really good arm. He can cover a lot of ground in the outfield. And he's a good leadoff batter, which is funny to think about someone that's jumping on first-pitch fastballs because he's getting his walks too and and setting the table for the guys uh, behind him. And, I mean... You want to have – that's why sometimes you have your hottest hitter or your best power hitter second in the lineup behind the leadoff guy because the leadoff guy is so good at getting on base. Why not just drive him right in with the two guy instead of waiting for the three or the four hole?
2: You said something last night uh, after the game. You and Bubba were talking about the – and I I missed it. I couldn't catch it all. I did not understand, so I wanted to ask you. You you said you were giving props to Auburn. And the difficulties with the scholarship limit in mm -hmm. Alabama, I, I, I don't understand.
0: So, you know, in Arkansas, there's, uh, you know, the bordering states, and I even think Illinois um, get, uh, I don't know what the numbers are, but it's a, there's a discount on the tuition. It's almost state-level tuition or just a discount. Arkansas also has the state lottery in which kids from the state, you know, have scholarship paid for them. That includes the athletes from Arkansas. They get the same thing. Um, Vanderbilt basically funds their whole team through full scholarships. Uh, a lot of the other schools have uh, have the same sort of uh, I don't know what those what those are called when when the bordering states uh, reciprocity, I think is what it's called. Um, so Alabama doesn't have that. In fact, they can't even discount the admission at all uh, for the athletes. so they they really are at a disadvantage because of the eleven point seven in college baseball. Uh, and 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 it's interesting, you know, Alabama is not a good baseball program. Auburn's been to the College World Series two times in the last three post seasons, and they've had a number one overall pick in Casey Mize. They are a good baseball program. It's the same state, you know. One school could use that as an excuse, and the other just goes to the College World Series. <laughs> so I'm very impressed with what Butch Thompson's built there because I think it's tougher to do it at Auburn than it, especially playing in the West, than it is at, at, at a lot of other schools in the league. The zone question of the day today. Arkansas takes on Ole Miss, over,
1: under, set at 12 and a half. Over or under tonight? 12 and a half?
0: Um, Over. Think? I
1: okay. mean, I, I,
0: you, know, you want to look stupid, predict college baseball. Sure. But, yeah, over.
1: Okay. Mm. Does a does a low-scoring or high-scoring game benefit Arkansas, you think? <laughs> yeah. I <Okay>. don't <laughs>
0: you know. I don't know, man. I, re- I really, really don't.
1: Well, we're on the same page. I think predicting baseball is absolutely silly. We did it yesterday anyway. And uh, one of the guys that made a prediction nailed it.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. This idiot here. He just predicted a blowout win for Arkansas? He like predict- a ni- like no, no, Hogs no. by 90? Is no, that no, no, what no. you
1: did? No, no. He predicted Hogs 11-1. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have audio proof of that coming up that's, a bit.
0: That's pretty good.
1: So I thought
0: making predictions was stupid, but apparently it's not. I hate predicting baseball. I do, too. And I, 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 I specifically hate trying to predict college baseball in the postseason because it's different than anything else. Uh, that's going on in the regular season in college baseball, and it's a hell of a lot different than, than professional baseball. Major League Baseball, like, all right, you want to throw some money on Major League Baseball, these guys have track records. Yeah, it's Clayton Kershaw on the mound. It's easy to bet. I can I it, can pick this. It's much different, yeah. man. You want to waste your money, go ahead and gamble on college baseball.
1: Phil, I appreciate you, buddy, coming by, and uh, it's been fun all week. Hopefully it continues. We're going to be here tomorrow either way, no matter the outcome tonight. Yeah. But, and hopefully we'll be here again on Friday because that means Arkansas Have you had everything won. on the menu yet? Uh, no, but I'm I'm gonna keep working my way through. I hope it's uh, that's the case. I saw these A&M fans over here eating some toasted ravioli. That looked pretty good. I'm gonna have to go that route today as an appetizer.
0: Mm. So, yeah. The buffalo chicken was good.
1: Yeah. The wings are good. I've had. Uh, oh man, yesterday the prime rib sandwich was phenomenal.
0: I had to tell myself to stop and eat before yes. we walked over to the stadium yesterday. I appreciate it. Just like ready to get to the next thing. You know what I mean? And then by the time I get to the ballpark, I'm in a terrible mood, and I'm like, why? Oh, I forgot to eat today. I'm on like five calories from chewing gum or something.
2: <laughs> Phil, real a, quick, a, would yeah. you would you rather see Oklahoma or A&M in the finals?
0: Oh, man, it would be so sweet to play A&M. I, I think I'd like to see A&M.
1: I'm not afraid of either one, but atmosphere-wise, I think that would be a much better
0: environment. I think so, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't care who it is, uh, but... There would be something to it's. It's like I think it's great when we're playing Ole Miss. People are like, oh, you want to play other teams out of other of other leagues, sure. But I think it's great for the familiarity of this because yeah. I love the. There's an extra chess match layered onto it when you play these teams so often. I know your answer,
1: but I'm going to say this. Think about this one. Would you rather? Are you more interested in having Arkansas in the final or not having Ole Miss not in the final? Because. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel very strongly about
1: both. I feel
0: like if it was Tennessee, I'd, I'd answer the other. I want Arkansas in there, man. It's yeah. uh, it's too much of a thrill. This is the greatest fun that I've ever had in my career, the three times I've called games here at the College World Series. And you never want it to end, man. Yeah. You never want it to end. So yeah. I, do, I don't want it to end tonight. I know that. Hogs by 10 or 90. Or one. We'll take it. will <laughs> take one. Phil, thanks, buddy. You got it.